back in the day when you taught me to live and I taught you to pray. We went in the battle together, no matter the weather, we never delayed. You gave me commands, I always obeyed. I never let you go astray. I never thought I'd see the day that you would come and just betray me. Sick of playing Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and repeatedly teleports, but doesn't question it for every movie, show, one shot, and special presentation in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And you can follow us on the social media app formerly known as Twitter and Instagram at MCU underscore Rewind. Give us that five-star rating on whatever podcast app you're using and tell all your friends about us and how awesome we are. Yes, you'll be lying, but they don't know until after they hear us. Um, mm -hmm. And if you want to give us ideas for future scroll episodes where we kind of transform our podcast to something else at the end of a season, uh, either drop us a line at either of the social medias or email us at mcurewind at gmail.com without the underscore. And today's episode is uh, covering uh, Cloak and Dagger, Season 1, Episode 1, First Light. A original air date, June 7th, 2018. Yeah, and uh, I guess before we, we jump into the uh, the overview of what happens in this episode, all that stuff, uh, we're starting a new show. Yay, woo. Mm -hmm. uh, so, Tony, what do you what do you remember thinking about the show and like before it came out all that stuff what do you know about the characters or did you know about the characters before the show what do you currently know about them outside of outside of the show yeah i knew very little about them uh they did a crossover i think they've done a couple crossovers now but they did a crossover with uh the runaways in the comics which i'm on record i was a huge runaways fan uh back during the original run um and I know, like, I've seen them pop up in, like, Civil War. They use Cloak as, like, pretty much a transportation device and stuff <laughs> like that. And I knew the reputation of, hey, these are the 80s kids who got powers by doing drugs. And that's all I knew. I was excited for this show just because it was a Marvel show. And, yeah, but I didn't know much about Cloak and Dagger. What about you? Yeah, um, I think I, I knew less about them before uh before the show than than you knew about them mm -hmm. um like since then i i only i've only read one uh comic series where they showed up mm -hmm. um and i think I, sh I i started reading like part way through because i didn't i had no idea what was going on but some set of heroes and normal new york people were in some alternate dimension where everything was dark i don't think it was the dark dimension Maybe, I don't know, but they were stuck somewhere mm -hmm. and uh, they were basically using Dagger as a flashlight. So she was just standing on the top of a building, projecting it light for as long, however many hours she could in a row um, because that kept the monsters away and and stuff. So that's that's pretty much, I think, yeah, I think that is the only time I've actually read anything uh, with them in a comic. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I remember... Uh, thinking hey this show looks good um you know before it came out i thought oh like, m maybe we'll see uh it's some freeform teenage drama show mm -hmm. uh but i watched it and was was pleasantly surprised i remember i remember liking it so i'm kind of you know going into this rewatch thinking like okay I, I let's see if it still holds up in my memory or maybe it just like it was good for what it was at the time, and maybe it's yeah. not as good now. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But yeah, I remember enjoying the show. Mm -hmm. All right. But now let's uh, tell us, what is this first episode about? What happens in it? Yeah, so here's a full rundown of the series premiere. The series starts in the past, when Tandy and Tyrone were kids, which is better than starting in the present and then going back. Anyway, we see Tandy after a uh, ballet practice, and her dad forgot to pick her up. She gets a, uh, He gets a call and sounds very worried. Then the car crashes into a semi, and her dad dies. At the same time, we also see Tyrone steal a car stereo because his big brother didn't want to get caught doing it. After an off officer finds them, they run. When the cops catch up, one of them shoots Tyrone's older brother. Now, both, uh, we see both Kid uh, Tandy and Kid Tyrone. They're trapped uh, in the water, and a big pulse comes out from what looks like something like an oil refinery. We don't really know what it is, but eh, it's close enough. Anyway, after that, weird stuff happens, but it looks like Tyrone saves Tandy. Okay, now we're in the present day. Finally. About time. 
teenage Tandy goes to a nightclub. Uh, she flirts with a guy to get to his house and then steal from him. At the end of the night, she goes to an abandoned church to sleep. While that's all going on, uh, we see teenage Tyrone at his high school basketball game. Uh, he kicks, he gets kicked out of the game for fighting with someone, but he wins the fight, so at least it's something. Uh, that same night, Tandy and Tyrone, or maybe that's the next night. I, either either way, some night, Tandy and Tyrone meet at a party in the woods where they do not recognize each other. When Tyrone realizes Tandy stole his wallet, he runs after her. Their powers show up, and they're very surprised about it. They realize that they've met before, and then Tandy leaves. That night, Tyrone goes to sleep in his bed and wakes up on the roof of a Roxanne building. He runs into the cop that shot his brother. The next night, he ends up in the truck of the car belonging to that officer that shot his brother. When the officer opens the trunk, Tyrone throws some cocaine at him and runs off. After almost being shot, he teleports away to safety. Separately, uh, Tandy uh, decides to use the ballet tickets that she stole uh, after the uh, ballet show. Show recited what it, what it, after the ballet, Tandy is assaulted by the person she stole them from. She manifests a dagger and stabs him. Then the dagger goes away, leaving no trace of the murder weapon. She runs off. Uh, and then finally, through a series of flashbacks, we learn that Roxon has put the blame of the explosion onto Tandy's dad. And also, the police department has hidden the fact that one of their own shot an unarmed kid. <laughs> Dun -dun -dun. All right, that was a lot. That was, that was yeah. a lot for a, a series premiere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, the last couple times I've edited our podcast episodes, when you have a summary, I've had to mm -hmm. loop the uh, Ant-Man music. So, oh, no. <laughs> we'll see if this, I'm so is, sorry. this is another one. <laughs> Uh-oh. All right. I, I will try to get these to under a minute. We'll, we'll see. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll try to put an effort. I will try to put an effort. To <laughs> okay. That's, that's yeah. all I can ask. Okay. I'm looking... I clean my desk, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I'm looking for the post-it note where I wrote down we had an idea for what else we can call our fast facts, but now I can't oh. find the post-it note. I may have thrown it away. <laughs> That's okay, because I know exactly what to call it, um, uh, which is weird. I, I'm just surprised that you, you <laughs> forgot. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's no longer fast facts. Tony, tell me something I don't know. Well, you know, it's the opposite. I need to go first. I need to tell you something you don't know, um, because Al in case, yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the Let's just keep calling it Fast Facts. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. Fine, fine. <laughs> on your left. Uh-huh, on my left. Got it. Next stop, Cavity Town. Right on, little dude! You got super speed! I do? You didn't see that coming? All right, I have one Fast Fact about All right. uh, this show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, wait, hold on. Did you also throw away your other post-it that said how many times I haven't done Fast Facts? Because nope. I'm pretty sure it was zero. That I'm pretty sure is on nope. my wall. I cleaned my uh, desk, but that is on oh. my wall. <laughs> All right, fine. And it, it is zero, right? That's what we're, it is, we're uh, saying. Two. <laughs> two? No, nope, that can't be right. Oh, I have one away. two left. I have I have two left. I got it. Okay. You have two strikes, <laughs> third one, Back to the Future. Oh, and three more All after right. that, Legend of Vox Machina. <laughs> That's not bad, because I think I want to watch that. Anyway, yeah. um... <laughs> So here's my one fast fact. Okay. Uh, so so Tandy says that uh, she was named after her dad's first computer, uh, which was the Tandy 1000, which was released in 1984 by IBM. Which, uh, yeah. A um, couple of facts about that computer, I guess, just to throw it out there, because I brought up the Wikipedia article right now. Uh, let's see. It had 128 kilobytes of memory, expandable to 240 kilobytes. Whoa. Yeah, so considering my phone over here to my side has 12 gigabytes, mm -hmm. so what is that? Uh, like five, like, well, it's, it's oh, 10 times, 10 times 12. So it's 120 times more memory than this computer that was released in 1984. Like, all right, it's, it's been 40 years, so okay, right. that's, that's fair. Yeah, 39. Uh, uh, but yeah. I always try to blow the kids' mind when we talk about like the computing power on the uh, the rocket that took humans to the moon compared to mm -hmm. what we currently have in our pockets is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. yeah. It is. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. Uh, the one other thing I wanted to say about this computer, um, I'm not able to find the fact right now, uh, just kind of really quickly scrolling through the, the uh, Wikipedia article. Um, mm -hmm. but the CPU on it, like just talking about the, the computing power, right? Um, so I saw what the CPU's power was and like 
how many bits it was. So it's it was like an eight bit processor, and nowadays our all our computer everything we use is there is a sixty four bits for the most mm -hmm. part. Um, so uh, a couple years ago, for a personal project of mine, I wanted to make some software for for a really small embedded uh, device, and I had to go very very far out of my way to learn and get the tools just to be able to work with something of that level, which was, even though it was that kind of same architecture, it was mm -hmm. still way more powerful than that one computer. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun times. Anyway, that's, yep. that is the one facet. Sorry, Tony, that is something you didn't know. <laughs> it's true. That was a good fast fact though. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Um, the title first light. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a few options. What? Why do you think this is called First Light? I'll ask you that first. Uh, because it's the first time that they get powers, that their powers manifest after all these years. Uh, it is a first time that Tyrone might have some proof about the officer that shot mm -hmm. his brother. Um, Didn't have that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, because yeah, when he's a kid and he says what happened, they're like, "Oh no, the, no one's like that here." Mm -hmm. Uh, you're making it up, kid. You don't know what you saw. And then as an as a teenager, he's like, "Oh hey, th there's the guy that I saw." All right. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Those. Th that's pretty much. Those are yeah. the, the two I, that that I, I can think, think of. The, <laughs> the explosion on the rig was the the first mm -hmm. of that type of light. Possibly, I don't know. Um, okay. and then yeah. uh, the first. Light as in like shedding away. I this made sense to me when I wrote this. It's like <laughs> the first light of the real tragedies of the world, like shining a light on what the real world is. The death of her father and his brother is the first time. So it's like mm -hmm. taking away the darkness of ignorance type of thing. So, okay. Right. Yeah, these kids had it too too good. Yeah, they they needed they needed some more darkness in their life. Mm -hmm. mm. Well, I'm saying when they were kids, <laughs> that was the first, they don't need the darkness. I mean, mm -hmm. I guess Tyrone uses the darkness. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Um, got some history on. So as I always do, there are a lot of actors in the show. I will focus on just a couple each episode. This time, I will focus on the characters, Cloak and Dagger themselves. So, Cloak and Dagger, the characters, uh, premiered in Peter Parker, colon, The Spectacular Spider-Man, number 64, in December of 1981. Um, and in this, they kind of switched their living situations in the show versus what they originally were in the comics. Uh, Tandy being from a rich family, Tyrone from a more lower class family, um, in the comics, they both ended up New York in New York City. Tandy uh, ran away from home. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Tandy uh, went there for college and was like, uh, broke up with a boyfriend and kind of fell on hard times. Uh, where Tyrone ran away from home uh, after his uh, best friend Billy was shot. So they kind of switched up Billy. Um, the problem that he had was he had a stutter, so he was uh, going to say, like, don't shoot or something, and the st um, stuttering made him not be able to. Because you know how cops say, if they don't hear you say don't shoot, they won't shoot. They'll shoot. But if you say it without a stutter, I think it's kind of like Beetlejuice rules, right? You have to say the right yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's, it's, it's something close to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um... Meanwhile, Tandy's was neglected by her mother and father growing up. Her father, her mother, uh, her father went to India to quote unquote find himself, and mom just didn't care about Tandy anymore. So, <laughs> pretty much, they both end up homeless. Uh, they were picked up by a group who experimented on homeless people in general, and uh, they were given super heroin that gave them superpowers. So so it's like it's a twofer. Okay. Yep. Yep. Right. Uh, you know, I never noticed until now like how much the TV shows really di like are are different from the comic stories mm -hmm. versus the movies are pretty close. 
in like the, the characters and, and all of that, right? Like their history, the reasons for things happening. Not always, you know, there are some things that are very yeah. obviously different, but for the most part, the movies are a lot closer to the source material than the, uh, than the, the shows are. Yeah. I think it's because <clears throat> the shows got first pick. I mean, the movies got first pick. Yeah. The movies got <laughs> first pick. So they got like, yeah, a lot of these characters are probably have problem problematic things in their past. But mm-hmm. yeah. they can pick and choose, like, the war hero, the god, the military industrialist. Okay, bad example. But <laughs> where these guys, they're stuck with the kids who took drugs and got superpowers. Or the <laughs> wrongfully accused black man who was given uh, prison experiments and got superpowers. Or the white guy who culturally appropriated Asia to get superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's one they could have changed. Um, <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah. Uh, also, I'm sure, I'm sure going with the original source material for a full TV show mm-hmm. is a little harder in, yeah. in that regard, right? Like you have more time, so you need a better story in, in that regard. Like, like the story of they got superpowers from uh super heroin is mm-hmm. kind of boring maybe i guess i don't know um it's very 80s I mean, <laughs> yes yeah oh yeah it was yep mm-hmm. yeah oh. yeah oh. Mm. um yeah i mean getting powers from a nebulous white light much more 20 teens <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Although, to be fair, it's it's also very different from like the other things, right? It's not like you accidentally got powers from sticking something inside of you. I guess I don't I don't know. Um, yeah, it's pretty different. And also, just kind of ignoring it, like I knowing where the rest of the story goes, mm-hmm. you know, having seen the two seasons, like I feel like this is a pretty good story. Like what they ended yeah. up with. So I'm not gonna yeah. no, no spoilers, um, but it it works out pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how much of that at all <laughs> lines up with the the uh, comic storyline, but uh, I'm sure I'm sure we'll find out that yeah. you'll do research and tell us. Yeah, I'm I'm sure I might. Uh, but until then, <laughs> uh, we also have the actors who plays Tyrone and Tandy. Um, oh, by before I start, I want to say how much I appreciate the original comic um, writers by not giving them. T first names and last names. So it wasn't like <laughs> Tyrone, uh, Tedderson, and Tandy, something else to start with a T, because that would just be way too hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's, yeah, that's, that would be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, uh, uh, Tyrone's played by Aubrey Joseph. Uh, doesn't have a lot of nerd creds. Uh, Pretty much both he and Olivia Holt, who plays Tandy, uh, played Cloak and Dagger in three episodes of the 2017 Spider-Man series. So much like uh, Chloe Bennett and uh, Ian DeCaster and Elizabeth Henstridge, who reprise their roles on animated stuff. They did it. Uh, Aubrey Joseph, the stuff I recognize him from uh, looking at his IMDb is like, I didn't see it, but like the night of, he was in three episodes of that, which was a big hit a couple of years ago. And Little Fires Everywhere, he was a guest star on uh, that miniseries on HBO. But not much nerd cred other than the Marvel stuff. Olivia Holt, about the same. Although she does have one thing on IMDb that I did not know existed. The 2015 Ultimate Spider-Man, she played a different Marvel character. She played Petra Parker, a.k.a. Spider-Woman, in the Spider-Verse four-part series. She was in parts one and four. So apparently they did a Spider-Verse series in 2015 (laughs) that I had no (laughs) idea about. Well, uh, okay, the the Spider-Verse stuff is like just something that's always going to show up. Well, yes. no, No matter what. Like even in the 90s cartoon, the series finale was like a couple episodes of a Spider-Verse storyline. And I find that crazy because like the Spider-Verse stuff I thought wasn't until like the late teens. <laughs> oh God, no, no, it's been, yeah. Like the, uh, like 
I, I mean, that's the thing. Like a lot of the the movies nowadays mm-hmm. are are really pulling a lot of storylines that are kind of more more recent. Like mm-hmm. recent is in ten to fifteen years. Yeah, uh, but like so like there are so many stories before that right that you can just grab from that are like kind of just have been around for a long time like mm-hmm. i'm sure eventually we will get the clone saga stuff showing up in the spider-man movies oh, dude, um, no. i'm <laughs> sure they'll keep making spider-man movies so eventually the clones will show up uh yeah i was uh, listening yeah. to a podcast today called franchiseography mm-hmm. and they're going they do franchises and they're going through the entire spider-man thing so from toby mm-hmm. To Andrew Garfield, to um, Tom Holland, and they're going to Spider Verse movies. But to the, this episode was about Amazing Spider Man one, and they were talking about like the future of if like if they made a trilogy. The rumored plan was they were going to do the Clone Saga in Amazing Spider Man three, with Gwen Stacy being a clone coming back and being Spider Gwen. And all yeah. I remember is horror stories about the Clone Saga. <laughs> I've never read yeah, it. Yeah, no one liked it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I I also never read it. Um, I know like the the characters are still around. Yeah, so one maybe one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ben I forget Riley. which one the name. Yeah, Ben Riley. Yeah, the Scarlet Spider. He's he's fun to to read every so often. Like I read his a run of his a couple of years ago. That yeah. was fun. The but, only thing I know about him is uh, he was funny, played by Andy Samberg in uh, Cross Spider Verse. Which oh. <laughs> hey Al. It's on <laughs> digital now, so you can go watch it. <laughs> I'm watching it this Friday. Okay. <laughs> so that is the plan, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've been waiting. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Yep. Like and then, uh, you know what would actually be really funny with uh, mm-hmm. clones? Like, I'm, I'm sure, um, you know, I, I know, you know, Disney has all, like, doesn't have the rights exactly to use Spider-Man. Um, but it would be funny if... Uh, you know, they, they decide to do the clone stuff and then they mess up the, the cloning process and the clone is played by Andrew Garfield. I, I think that would work out. Yeah. Or, yeah, that, that could work yeah. out. Or we just, or <laughs> if, no, I don't want them to burn out Tom Holland because I want at least another Spider Man trilogy. <laughs> but it's yeah. just like, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, put Andrew Garfield in there. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, yeah, go on with, with what else you were uh, saying. Yeah, the final Easter egg I have is that the truck that Dad, that kind of forces the Dad off the bridge, and uh, he works for Roxon. So yeah, mm-hmm. Roxon's a big part of this. Um, yeah, we'll get into that, which, strangely enough, it was real big in the TV shows, and now, or in Marvel television, but now is entering Marvel Studios, at least in the first Loki show. So. Mm-hmm. First of yeah. The finally. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, that's right. Yeah, it had. It it showed up once in the uh, first season, right? It showed it up in the first more. season, like Roxon Mart or something like that, is where that storm was happening when they first met met Sylvie. Ah, uh, that's right. The end of episode two or middle yeah, to the end. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Where we've seen Roxon in most prominently Agent Carter, I think, but we've seen them in a few other places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was big on that. Pretty much every TV show, Roxxon showed up. Like, that was the the one. Every TV show except the Netflix ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. yeah. All right. You ready to move on to our heroes? Yeah, it sounds good. It'll be so nice just to have two of them. Two oh, yeah. straightforward storylines. It's not going to be hard to navigate at all. No, it's going to be. This is so interconnected. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're they're separate, then together, and then uh, it's uh, it's a whole thing. All right. Um, do, do you have a preference where to start, Tony? I'm good either way. I I have Tandy first, but it's not really Same. a preference. Yep. <laughs> yeah, because she was the first one we saw on the on the episode. Yeah, exactly. All right, sure. Let's talk about her. So, she was a ballerina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, she liked uh, that as a kid. Yeah, yeah. I think it might be better, at least a little bit, to like more comparing contrast Tyrone and Tandy, because that's what the show does. It's like it's just showing their lives. Where in as a child, Tandy was upper class, and Tyrone was kind of he was more lower class, right? Uh, yeah, where, I, I mean, I don't. To be honest, they don't really say much about Tyrone like on that 
when he was younger, like they they did imply that yeah things his, changed for them a lot. Like his with his mom, um, th- that kind of changed. But I yeah, I don't know how much I the, that part the of imagery of a girl doing ballet versus mm, yeah a I don't know nine year old boy on the streets at night with his brother and talking about stealing <laughs> car stereos. Yeah, that that's the symbolism <laughs> that they're showing us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just saying. Like I, uh, when I was rewatching it here, like mm-hmm. I actually forgot that. Like, because because I like I knew what they were like. Uh, you know, later as as Tyrone, yeah, he has a teenager, and I, I actually forgot about that. And his brother, like, looked like he was dressed up pretty well. Um, like nice clothes kind of thing. So that that's why I it I, it mm-hmm. went over my head. Uh, but no, you're you're right. That that's exactly the imagery that they're they're showing um, in those scenes. Yeah, um, and I think that's kind of mirroring the comic, where mm-hmm. what we, if you were a comic fan, this is what you, where you assume to see find Candy and Tyrone when they're children. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. When we scratch a little deeper, we see like Tyrone is with his brother. He's with family who's kind of wa- watching out for him a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Where. Tandy is left, literally left in the rain. Um, the idea of the ballerina coach or whatever you call it, just leaving a nine-year-old girl <laughs> out by herself in the rain. <laughs> that stretches credulity, whatever. It stretches believability. <laughs> uh, Tony, th- this is the MCU. I think that happens. Oh, uh, yeah. It happens. I believe in, it. <laughs> it shows a lot. <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly. Like to show that the kids neglected, essentially, right? Or the parents are, yeah, more preoccupied with something else. Yeah, but but yeah, exactly. That's that's not a thing that that a place will do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, yeah. So with Tandy, at least, uh, Dad eventually shows up after she calls him on her Nokia. And, uh, yeah, they, he's working while driving and gets driven off a bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Where Tyrone is trying to, what, make sure his brother isn't like, he's trying to help out his brother, right? Yeah, exactly. Like he he looks up to his brother a lot. Um, yeah. I mean, he's even wearing his brother's hoodie, right? Like that's that's kind of another way to to that they show that that he he mm-hmm. really idolizes him. Uh, so he's trying to help his brother, you know, in in the way that he thinks he's helping yeah. by stealing the the car stereo. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, steal the stereo. And long story short, short the brother gets shot. And falls into the ocean. Tyrone goes after him. Tandy's in the ocean at the same time. And giant white explosion. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, it's raining. But there's like no one else in the ocean alive when this happens? Or are there a lot of people getting light and dark powers and just pairing (laughs) up? And we don't know what's happening. I, I... I guess they're the only two people in there. I, I don't I don't know. Maybe there maybe there's something else. Yeah, I have absolutely no idea. No, I'm I'm with you too. Like it is surprising that they would be the only two. Um but then again, maybe there's more to it. Like maybe there's something a little more um intelligent to giving them powers. I, I actually don't know at all. Like thinking about the wh- where the story leads. I have no idea if there was more to it or or yeah. just dumb luck. Um Mm-hmm. What would you prefer? This was something I was that podcast I was listening to earlier um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was talking about the Toby Maguire Spider-Man where it's like randomly got power versus what they were trying to do with Andrew Garfield was like a chosen one Spider-Man. He was destined because his dad was like working in genetics and stuff. What would you mm-hmm. prefer or what's more interesting to you? A chosen one Tandy and Tyrone or like they got for a reason or it's just random? Uh, I never like the chosen one scenarios. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I like the more like like it's it's random, but like there's at least a sort of a reason. Like yeah, like I, I guess let me rephrase that. Like calling it chosen one 
mm. I don't really like because they're like, yeah, you're you're the one person who can do this versus like, yeah, listen, we we had this set of qualities. You fit like four out of seven. <laughs> and you're, you're pretty good. And you were in yeah. the area. So it, it worked out. Right. Um, at which, to be honest, is kind of what I think of in that Andrew Garfield thing. Like, I feel like that's closer <laughs> versus how that that Spider-Man thing worked out. Um, but, but yeah, I and, and I think that's kind of what worked out here. I think that they were close enough. Right. Yeah. Like, ran in place ran, or right place, right time. Or Yeah, exactly. Right place, right time. Wrong, and, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, and then maybe um, it had something to do with you know they were in the same emotional state at the time. Maybe that's related to I don't mm-hmm. know. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, last thing in the flashbacks, family Candy's family is ruined, and Tyrone's. Well, Tyrone's family is ruined too, but for different reasons. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're both, yeah, they're, both they're both pretty ruined. bad off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, because of money and rocks on with Tandy, and because mm-hmm. of corrupt police with Tyrone. Mm-hmm. So, so far, super realistic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right. Do we want to skip to quote unquote years later? Um, versus talk about the in between. <laughs> well. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Years later, in the future. Um. So, uh, Tandy in the club with a guy who I affectionately call or a uh, rapist, Rick. Um. Yeah. Is his name Rick? His name is Rick. Um, oh, okay. right. We don't find that out till next episode. Like his friends call him that. Oh, okay. Got it. Also, I didn't bring this up in the Easter eggs because I found this in Easter eggs, but I also find it BS. The uh, towel that the monogram towel that Tandy ends up stealing is says RF on it. So people were like, oh, this is Richard Fisk, uh, Wilson Fisk's son, who's also known as a rogue, the Rose, a uh, supervillain. I was just like, that's stretching it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that is a big stretch. Like, just it, no. <laughs> yeah, like I, it, it could be anyone. RF. Yeah, uh, Randall Flag. Yeah, who's villain in Stephen King. Uh, okay, it it very well could be. Yeah, yep, could be him. That'd be weird. I mean, well, that's why they didn't say the full name because they were hoping to make him the villain in season three, but they needed to get the rights to do it as a whole thing. So, like, plant whatever seeds you can, but. Make them, you know, very loosely tied to the show in case you want to just completely yeah. change things. Yeah, and then like Stephen King is all interconnected, and Marvel's interconnected. So why not just interconnect them both? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so in a uh, twist akin to the first episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, what who you think is a pure victim, uh, Tandy, is actually. The person committing a crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, she she robs him, takes his drugs, takes his ballet tickets, takes his monogram. This is a problem I have. Uh, I'm going to talk about more next episode. But <laughs> okay. Tandy's crimes. She she took a monogrammed towel, which mm-hmm. ties exactly to the crime. Mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. takes ballet tickets, which gives like a time and place to even if she sold them somehow, mm-hmm. you could still connect them. Yeah, you don't take stuff that is easily traceable like that. I think. Uh, yes, I mean the, the the ballet tickets specifically, but that seems to me more like to her. Like that that was kind of a personal thing. Uh, oh, yeah. The. The monogram towel was just to wipe off the lipstick, I think. Like, I, I I had the same thought. And then, like, she takes it, like, as she's leaving. And then she wipes off the lipstick and, and whatever makeup. And then I assume she just tossed it somewhere. Like, doesn't keep it. Yeah, but, I mean, depending on what happens. But I, I don't know how much, how involved the police would get if, they guys, if these guys reported it. But, mm-hmm. like... I equate like DNA to just like murderous crimes or 
that type of stuff. But <laughs> if they, you find the monogram thing that matches his stuff, unless she burnt it. Mm-hmm. Which she yeah. probably did not. No. Yeah. <laughs> probably just tossed it somewhere, side of the road, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So she, um, her boyfriend, Liam, uh, drops mm-hmm. him off, drops her off. Uh, at a house, and she waits for him to drive away, and she goes to her abandoned church home. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, do we want to skip over Tyrone, or should we just go all the way through Tandy until she reaches the party? <laughs> yes, yeah, let's go with Tandy until she reaches the party. Right. Yeah. So you kind of got the, um, the uh, the next day, or yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's just the next day where she goes to the party. I forget what happened. Um. She goes and visits her mom or her mom's oh, house okay. to hide the drugs mm-hmm. and <laughs> Tandy, mm-hmm. Tandy, Tandy. <laughs> Why are you hiding the drugs there? It, uh, it, I can't think of a reason against it. I mean, she's hiding them in a it in the ceiling of the bathroom. It, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't maybe seem I'm, that bad. Yeah, may I maybe like I have this note was just like uh, as someone who has had air conditioning vent problems before, and they're in <laughs> New Orleans, like that yeah. vent's stuffed up. Someone's going to investigate eventually, <laughs> even if it's just to repair it. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe it's the it's the bathroom fan, right? So it's just yeah. it's the one know, that's on used more off. often. Uh, yeah, but you don't notice when it's not really working. Like, it's just, oh, it's sucking up air for the condensation after a shower. Eh, it's fine. Okay. Um, but also, yeah, she's like, what, 16? She's, it's not, it's not the smartest mm-hmm. decision. But it's not, I don't think it's horrible. I don't think it's that bad. Okay. Uh, did I? Oh, you gotta tell me this, because I wrote all the party stuff in Tyrone's section. So, does she <laughs> okay. just go to the party right after that? <laughs> uh, pretty much, yeah. So she she takes some of the pills uh, that uh-huh. she had, and then she goes to the party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Skipping over to Tyrone. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's playing basketball in a, I assume, private school. Definitely a Catholic school. Yeah, yeah. It's it's probably a private school if it's a Catholic school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he gets fouled a lot by this white player, and yeah, he lets his anger get a hold of him, and this is a problem that both of these guys have, is their anger mm-hmm. <laughs> of Tandy yeah. and Tyrone. Yeah, that's true. I mean, emotional. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're teenagers. You know, yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, they've also been dealt a pretty bad hand in, in life. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Also, like... That guy that was messing with with Tyrone in that basketball game, it was obvious. It was very obvious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was like super blatant. The ref didn't call it, which happens. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. the fact that the parents who are watching the game aren't like a little bit on their son's side. Because it was just like Mm -hmm. afterwards, they're just like, so disappointed in you. Like, you should. (laughs) Should he just taken it the whole time? Yeah. Well, at. It shouldn't have even gotten to that that yeah, step. Like the coach should have said something. Yes, the parents all should, like something should have happened before that. Like, yeah. granted, uh, yeah, he shouldn't have been you know throwing a punch in in the middle of a game. Like, I, I feel like that's when the parents are like, all right, well, yeah, we were siding with him, but now we can't. Uh, all right, I guess I guess we'll just yell at him. Fine. All right. Yeah, that's not how parents work. Like, as someone who deals with parents all the time, but oh, okay. I don't know. I'm not a parent. I have no idea what's going to happen. I only see this in TV. I'm like, I don't know how I would react to that situation, and I'm glad I don't have to worry about (laughs) it. Okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, at very least, he should have talked to the coach. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's on... Someone should... Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. The coach should have seen it. Someone should have seen it. Okay. Yes, yeah. But (laughs) we wouldn't get to this part to where... Uh, they both listen to music at the same time to show how similar they are, even though they seem on the surface different. Mm-hmm. That's right. And the next morning, he gets invited to a party. And oh, I forgot. And Tandy's boyfriend tells her that she needs to go to a party. <laughs> uh huh. Yep. So now we're at the party. Woohoo. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, Tyrone's an easy mark for for Tandy. He's <laughs> yeah, wearing his yeah. basketball Letterman jacket, looking around confused. Obviously not mm-hmm. used to the scene, so yeah. So she steals his wallet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's alone. Yeah, it's, it's easy to to keep him separated from from the group. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Easy to get his wallet, uh, like you said. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he figures it out pretty quickly. <laughs> I forget well, why she, he needed to check his wallet. But yeah. uh, he needed to check his wallet because it's five dollars per cup of beer. As you know, oh, that's right. Okay. All right. So yeah. Okay. So Tan- Tandy, you know, stays in the area. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, yeah, he chases after her. Uh, she does not realize that he's a. She should have realized he was a sports guy because he's wearing a Letterman jacket. But whatever, because he catches <laughs> up with her really quickly. Mm-hmm. And their Wonder Twin powers activate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they blow up away from each other. I guess they're 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 pushed away. Yeah, from that center. Yeah, yeah. Which, okay, right. light light and dark don't work well. Mm-hmm. I guess not. Yeah, it's like well, AC beating DC. Yep. I don't know what that means. I just it it sounds bad. I, I think it, I don't think I don't know what would happen if. Well, they would form a band if AC met DC. But mm-hmm. yeah, also, exactly. <laughs> yeah. good I don't too. think anything alternating current and direct current. I don't think anything worse than anything dealing with electricity would happen. Uh, yeah, I I don't remember what the show was called. So back in the early 2000s, mm-hmm. like 2002, 2003, I don't know, somewhere in that range. There, there was this knockoff X-Men. Show. Like it wasn't it wasn't X-Men. It wasn't related to Marvel in any way, but it okay. was like. People are just getting powers, and they're mutants and, and, and stuff. Was it the forty four hundred? No, it was definitely not that. Yeah, okay. um, but I it was. That show a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it it was basically it, it was the X Men, like in a world of like these are the only people with powers, and I don't I don't know I don't remember what it was called. Was it anyway, push? I, no, which was a good movie, by the way. Like it gets a lot of crap, but I I remember enjoying that movie. Um, that, that came out like ten years later. That was like. 2009 anyway um so uh all i remember was we get to like the end of one of the episodes and the the professor x type of character uh says something about oh it would be so deadly if that happened like if ac and dc combined it would just be a massive explosion and i have no idea if that's what happened what would happen but for the past 20 years in my mind (laughs) that that just means massive explosion so <laughs> someday I'll look into it out of curiosity, but today is not that day. Hmm. Well, I hear some typing. Are you, are you, yeah, I'm are you it looking up. it up? All right, fine. Yeah. But I'm when I look up AC versus DC, it's all about the war of the currents and stuff like that. Tesla versus Edison. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> not going to do anything after this thing. Okay. <laughs> No. Looking up ACDC t- TV show is literally all the rock band or DC TV shows. <laughs> so I'm done looking at that. All right. So, yeah. um, I do appreciate that they immediately recognize each other as the people on the beach who essentially saved each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, well, she, yeah, I guess so, yeah, because she, she recognized him first. Um, I don't know how much he recognized her at all, because we do see, I think, later at the end of the episode, that she left the beach before he woke up, right? So he didn't really see her, other than maybe, I guess, when he saved her, when he, like, they touched yeah. hands and he teleported away or something. Yeah. If I, he I guess. remembers that, I'm not sure, yeah. Well, yeah, do we, we see the end of that past part. Like at the mm-hmm. end of the show, where she just steals his hoodie. <laughs> yeah, she was cold. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I apparently I'm coming off anti Tandy. I'm not anti Tandy, but <laughs> I feel like she's not making the best decisions. But neither is Tyrone. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, again, they're teenagers, so they're gonna do what teenagers do. Yeah. Um crime yeah that's exactly what teenagers will do Mm -hmm. so yeah they kind of run away does tyrone get his wallet back (laughs) 
<laughs> That's a good question. I I think so. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure he does. Um, no spoilers, but next week's episode. Yeah, he he mentioned something about it. it was like a one off line. Okay. Uh, but yes, he did. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So next day, I guess back to Tandy. She comes mm-hmm. home. Uh. While she, mom comes home while she's hiding drugs and. They touch, and she uses her newly activated powers to see, like, she has a vision of, like, mom. What is it? Mom's, what is it? What is this vision (laughs) showing us? Like, I can describe it, but I don't know what this power means. Sorry, yeah. um, Yeah, they they go into a detail later of, like, what their their powers are. So uh, when Tandy sees her, her mom, she sees, like, her mom happy basically Mm -hmm. right and then in this it it was this episode right where where tyrone sees his mom right uh was that next week no that's next week okay well then never mind um yeah so uh yeah in in this one like we tandy touches her mom's hand and she she sees like a what's happy um i don't i don't know is is it would it be a spoiler if i say what what they see when they touch people like because it's no I mean, no. Okay, all right. So, of their powers in the show. Oh, mm-hmm. sorry, you were saying. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um. So when she touches people, she sees like what what makes them happy, their hopes and their dreams, mm-hmm. right? What what they want. Um. What Tyrone sees is the the complete opposite of that, like the the yin yang part, right? Yeah. So he sees um their their deepest fears, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. The question I'm asking here is with that context, because like I kind of get those powers. What is she seeing of her mom? Because she's seeing the past. Like, is her hope that someday dad will come back and Tandy will be nine years old again? Or is this just like the last time she was happy? <laughs> I'm assuming that one. Yeah, I'm assuming like her her hopes and dreams are the last time she was happy, um, you know, with the, you know, loving husband and daughter who was always happy doing stuff right that kind mm-hmm. of that kind of thing right it's it's looking at the past of like oh i haven't been happy since blah 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 happened so yeah i, okay. I think that's kind of yeah mm-hmm. all right that's what confused me it's like because it's not a possible future what right. yeah. we see in later episodes definitely next episode because that's the only one i watched recently uh we see someone what they hope the future will be so that's what kind of threw mm-hmm. me off okay yeah so Tandy goes to the ballot. Uh, mm-hmm. She she uses her ticket, but sneaks behind stage and up to the rafters. Um, mm-hmm. very Which is lucky. good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, otherwise, ahead. you know, because if someone knew the seat, then they would have found her. So that was smart of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they need a ticket. <laughs> um, yes, yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, lucky, very lucky of her that neither the ballerina who literally looks up nor the light shining behind her that doesn't catch her shadow. No one knows her, notices her up there. So that's good. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, I, I guess, I mean, the, the ballerina look it up like, yeah, they, that they wouldn't care. Like there's, there's a ton of people behind backstage anyway. Uh, but yeah, you're right. The other thing with the the light, yeah, yeah that would have <laughs> that would have shown something, some kind of shadow that shouldn't be there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And afterwards, she's so unlucky that the man she stole this from knew exactly where she would be because he knew the time and location of the ticket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, rapist Rick uh, tries to rape her. I guess I should call mm-hmm. him attempted rapist Rick, but that's way too long. It it is. It doesn't roll off the tongue. It's yeah. it's just easier to go with this. I don't I don't think he's gonna sue us for slander or anything. I think we're mm-hmm. fine to, yeah. to call him this. Yeah. Yeah. And then she stabs him with some sort of like tiny shard or something. I don't know what you would call that. Yeah, like a like a mini sword or something. Yeah. Um yeah, like a like a, a bright glowing, glowing uh, letter opener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got these yeah. nice letter openers that look like uh, they look like daggers. So maybe Ooh, she oh. should be like um, tiny. This show should be cloak and tiny letter opener. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I like it. That's, that's a, that'd be a better uh, title. 
Yep. Yeah, a little bit longer, uh, but I think it works out. I think it's better for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she's she stabs him with her tiny letter opener and then uh, runs away, leaving him mm-hmm. hopefully hopefully to bleed to death. But we'll see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the next time we see her, last time we see her, is she's trying to recreate the powers but can't, so she puts on Billy's sweater, Tyrone's mm-hmm. brother's sweater. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anything else for uh, Miss Tandy Newton? Uh, nope. No, I've got nothing else for her. Yeah. All right. So Tyrone goes home. Mm-hmm. Goes yes. to, gets undressed and goes to sleep and teleports to the roof of... It looks like a roof of a Roxxon building because yeah. he's behind... Mm-hmm. Um, but There's a sign he, there and everything. Yeah. He gets out on the ground floor... So, like, that made me think maybe it's an abandoned building or there's no security or the doors are just unlocked. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't All know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could could be any of those, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but sees the man who shot his brother years ago who is definitely a cop. Uh, badge and everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he... Uh, he sees it, kind of runs away. Remember, he's naked, <laughs> except for his cloak. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I thought he had some boxers on, but I don't. We don't either see way. that. Okay, Maybe he I does. just assumed. I guess <laughs> I just assumed the worst. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the tax. He he waves down a taxi. Obviously, he doesn't have money, so the guy drives away, and then he. I guess he just walks home. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then argues with mom because he did school because he had teleported away. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And we get this heart-wrenching moment, a very real moment, about mom being afraid that even if he does everything perfectly, you know, having a black child in America, you could still lose your child. Like, that's what happened yeah. to Billy. Mm-hmm. It's a very real fear, considering mm-hmm. it's... I mean, to them, at least, it's, it's already happened once. So, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So the next night, Tyrone, uh, forethought to sleep with his clothes on, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but he teleports into the trunk of that cop, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, with a bunch of drugs. And kind of almost reenacts Billy's death. Like, he runs from it, cops shooting at him, and luckily he has the powers to escape. Teleports away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just in time. Yeah. This episode, and spoiler for next episode, he doesn't question his teleportation powers. I, why not? I mean, or like, no. like, why is that bad? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, okay, cool. I got some powers. And, but right now, I'm going to hyper-focus on oh, getting yeah. some revenge on this guy. Maybe, maybe later I'll try to learn more. But I think for now, I'm good. <laughs> I feel like that is the least believable part of the show <laughs> teleportation no, you're, you're right yeah uh mm-hmm. light uh envelope or um yeah uh, what are these called letter openers <laughs> <laughs> yeah those are yeah, fine i mean but... yeah at, yeah at least tandy is like she's tr- at the end of the episode she's trying to mm-hmm. use them more right yeah um although at least he uh, can pra- try to practice <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Although it was kind of funny. Like, I, I wonder if he, in, in his mind, like, oh, no, this is just completely random. I'll, I'll, I don't control this at all. Because when he was running from the cop at that one point, mm-hmm. oh, no, never mind. It, it did work for him. Never mind. I'm, I'm thinking of something else. Okay. Uh, where he tried to use his powers and it didn't work. Um, that is next week. A little bit of a spoiler. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, but he teleports back to his room and he takes out Tandy's ballerina shoe. Yeah, yeah. Right. So something I wanted to bring up: yeah. both of them had a keepsake of the other person from yes. that night. So, um, which I thought was a little weird that they also both still have it in a sense. Like I, well, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's the reason why they survived when the people they loved died, and it was just like. Tandy obviously remembers Tyrone, even though we uh, she sees him, and he recognized her, so he must have seen her when he saved her. So it's like, okay. 
and the fact that she lives in a church, he lives in a, um, or he goes to a Catholic school. He probably like, this was a miracle. This is a sign of a miracle that happened. So yeah, yeah that's something. <laughs> yeah. And something that should prove that it was real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that makes complete True. sense to me. Okay. All right. Okay. Cool. All right. Anything else for our heroes? Uh, no, nothing, nothing else All for right. them. Cool, let's take a quick uh, break, and we'll talk about some other characters. Welcome to Baston Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so... Stark raving hazelnuts. Not bad. Excuse me, miss. You know anything about a lady blowing a hole through the roof of that blockbuster over there? Witness says she was dressed for laser tag. Tony, the other day I touched someone's hand, and mm-hmm. my superpowers just flared up. Do you know what I did next? Um, you got some like rash medication. Exactly. I I bought a lottery ticket. Exactly. (laughs) I bought a lottery ticket and I did not win, but I did win the lottery of life, which is getting superpowers. What are my powers? I have no idea. So I contacted our friends at Power QA to do a full diagnostics and figure out what my powers are. I ran through a bunch of tests, like surviving a dangerous room with a bunch of things trying to kill me concentrating really hard, and even touching other people's hands. Unfortunately, they weren't able to determine what my powers were, but I'll keep going back and paying the low, low fee until we figure it out. If you get superpowers, call our friends at PowerQA to figure out exactly what they can and can't do. Use promo code MCURewind to get a free coconut with a mini umbrella in it. Ooh, coconut. Yeah, yeah. Co- well, coconut drink, sorry. Nope, just the coconut. Just the coconut. Okay, that works too. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright, moving on to our villains. I ask you to what end? Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature. What the hell does that mean? That I am the ill intent. Who's been We got Connors and rape, uh, cut. Was it cop killer Connors and rapist Rick? Mm-hmm. Killer cop yeah. Connors. Killer cop Connors. Um, I don't have anything to say about them. They uh, are bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they're bad. They're in this episode. Uh, we've kind of said our everything about them already. Yeah. All right. Guys in the chair. Mm-hmm. Guy in the chair. And I turn the corner and I see this guy drop his backpack. He's getting all up in his face. And right before he's about to throw the first punch, Katie comes out of nowhere, steps right between us, and starts screaming the lyrics to Hotel California. What? <laughs> it's the art of confusion. Works great on stupid people. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. Uh, uh, it's, mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I guess the first person I have written down, uh, Tandy's mom, uh, mm-hmm. is... Well, things have, have not gone well for her, I guess, since um, the start of the episode, right? Uh, so she's uh, spending every cent that she can to try to clear her, her dead husband's name, right? To mm-hmm. try to sue Roxanne for something. Um, and so that's gone nowhere. Yeah. Uh, she's constantly... Sorry, things are running together between this week and next week's episode. Okay. So watch them together. Is this is this the one where she quits her job? She was talking to Tandy about quitting her job. No, I think that is. No, I think no, that was this episode. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, all right. That's what I thought. Yeah, uh, she, yeah. She comes home and she she drinks the wine. She was saying to to Tandy like, "Oh, my boss was yeah. horrible, just like every other boss I've had." Um, that kind of stuff, right? Um, yeah, and things have not gone well for her. Um, I didn't actually realize the first time I watched the series, but uh, in the when the the episode started um, as a kid, when Tandy was talking to her dad, like, oh, she asked, like, where's mom or something. And uh, he said something about like she she was in pain or something. I, I forget what it was, but I kind of wonder if like her mom's reliance on on pills and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. was kind of already set up. like she's kind of always been like that or has been like that for a long time. And then yeah. losing her husband, Teddy's dad, like things went even worse quickly. Yeah. I mean, I wish we saw some of Tyrone's parents before Billy's death. 
mm-hmm. because like this whole episode is comparing and contrasting these two characters and we know a little bit of spoiler for next week but where this tragedy destroyed Tandy's mom it motivated Tyrone's mom mm-hmm. yeah so I feel like it, I wish we could have seen what they at least Tyrone's mom was like before Billy's death see if there was a big change or if she was always this motivated person and maybe she just shifted her focus. Yeah, exactly. Um, and maybe we will get that background yeah. later in the season. So I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you, right? Like more of the family stuff, like to, to do that compared to trust. Mm-hmm. Right. I want to talk about Tandy's dad a little bit, who we see at the beginning okay. of this episode. Mm-hmm. what and this is complete conjecture unless you remember um what mcu connected thing do you believe rocks on and he was doing Roxon was doing and he was in charge of um is this I, multi-timeline research is this infinity stone related <laughs> um so I don't think it's related. Like I, I do know the answer. Yes. Um. So I, I guess I won't. It's, it's, it's a little bit of a spoiler, but I don't okay. think it's too much. Um. So I will say it. Uh. So sorry, spoiler. So jump ahead thirty seconds. Um. It is related to the dark dimension. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how much that comes up in this season. I, I know they talk about it more in season two, but yeah. I, I know it does come up in this season. So it makes sense, right? We're linking to the other MCU mm-hmm. TV show properties that have, have been going on, right? Agent Carter, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And uh, I think that's it so far for so now, far, right? I don't yes. know. Okay. Yeah, we okay. get some more explicit stuff in another show. Not going to spoil it. Okay, all right. Yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a few more supporting characters, but there's no one... I think nothing big happens with anyone else, unless there's someone else you want to talk about. Uh, no, no, that's it. Yeah, I mean, she has a boyfriend, Liam. That's it. That's, yeah. that's all I have to say about him. That's and it. Like we, like we've got a Vita. We've got. Okay, maybe that's that might be it from this <laughs> episode. <laughs> all right. Uh, moving on to twelve percent of the plan. If you have anything, Stark Tower is your baby. Give yourself twelve percent the credit. 12%. An argument can be made for 15. 12%? Well, I my baby? did do all the heavy lifting. Literally, I lifted the heavy things. I've been dangling over the Grand Canyon for 12 I know, hours. I know, I know, I know. You went to the Grand Canyon? He could have used your help. What percentage? I don't know. 12%. 12%? <laughs> that is not a plan. It's barely a concept. You're taking their side? I am groomed. So what? It's better than 11%. What the hell does that have to do with anything? Uh, yes, I have one last thing. Yeah. Uh, that Mutants uh, X-Men knockoff show that I was talking about, I looked it up. It is called Mutant X. Um, Isn't that a X-Men show? No, no, no. This, Yeah, this is completely different. Um, uh, are you thinking of... I don't know, X-Men Evolution. <laughs> That's the only yeah, one I can think of. Uh, no, so I'm going to read the... So I have uh, I have it open on IMDb right now. Generation um, X. Oh, wait, no. C- continue. And I think okay. <laughs> I, I think it is, though. Generation X or Mutant X? Mutant X. Okay, so I'm, I'm looking at this. Uh, a fugitive geneticist and four of his quote-unquote creations search for others of their kind while attempting to stay a step ahead of a morally ambiguous government agent. Okay, I mean, so Mutant mm-hmm. X is on the X-Men uh, in television Wikipedia page. It is a syndicated show uh, produced under the supervision of Avi Arad and Marvel, but without the license of any mutant or Marvel character. So it was <laughs> X-Men related, and it was Marvel, but they didn't get the rights to any X-Men. Okay, all right, all right, <laughs> that's... That's fair. I always forget about I can't remember his name. Avi Rand. Avi Rod. Rand? Yeah. Rod. Okay. Because um, he was a big force in bringing in doing the MCU too, right? Like I know yeah, Kevin he... Feige gets like a ton of the credit, but I know Avi. Rod... I'm sorry. So Avi name. Rod, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. huge tangent for the end of this episode. Uh-huh. Avi Rod yeah. ran Toy Biz, which was a toy company that bought Marvel in the late '90s. Okay. And uh, he was very much 
the driving force for the movies of the early 2000s pre and like mm-hmm. into Marvel making their own studio up until Disney bought Marvel. Mm, I think okay. I don't think he's been involved with much since then, although I could be wrong. Well, I, I just pulled up his uh, IMDb um, and yeah, he's he's still a producer on. Well, let's see all of the Sony Spider-Man okay. stuff, all of those movies, Uncharted, Venom. Ghost in the Shell. Hmm. So he's he's doing stuff. Oh, video games and TV shows. Okay, but he's he's a producer on these yeah. things. So I have no idea how much he's involved with that. But okay. Oh, X Men Origins Wolverine. Okay. Yeah, I remember seeing a lot of him uh, when I used to watch the DVD special features for like the original Spider Man, the original X Men movies, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Hmm. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, the Ultimate Avengers movies. I forgot about those. We should watch those, those on one day for something. Yeah, we should we should do a thing for those someday. All right, anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah that's that's it. That's my only 12% plan. Yep. You got anything? I do, but I feel like it'll be a larger conversation that we're already an hour. So I can, this has, yeah, it, it could be fit into any one of these episodes. So don't worry about it. Okay. So, All right. Al, how are we rating this episode? I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost your best defender. So we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh, what? Tony, how many knockoff X-Men do you rate this episode? Um, I, I liked it. I didn't love it. I'll give it three and a half. I will give it, uh, um, let's see. Uh, Wolvie, the Wolverine knockoff. Mm-hmm. I will of course, of course. give it uh, Snow Cone, the Iceman knockoff. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I will give it um, uh, Solitaire, the uh, the Domino knockoff. Mm. Uh-huh. Of course, of course. And um, Half Man, because it's a half person. He's the opposite of Multiple Man. They divided him into multiplied him. <laughs> ah, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, I am giving it the exact same thing. Uh, three and a half points. Uh, it was a good setup, you know, a good start at least to to what's going on. Um, uh, it's it is a you know teenage drama kind of show, but I so you know personally that kind of removes some some points, I guess, in in that sense. Um, but it, it's done very well. So uh, I yeah, overall I liked it. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody. Join us next time as we cover Cloak & Dagger Season 1, Episode 2, Suicide Sprints. Remember to follow us on the social media app formerly known as Twitter and Instagram and give us that five-star rating. As always, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind signing off. Have a marvelous day. I'm there in the water Still looking for ya I'm there You see?